Coming up on Novell Open Audio, learn how to automate your storage management tasks while ensuring compliance using Novell Storage Manager. Welcome to Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on inside and around the Novell universe. I'm your host, Randy Goddard. I'm David Mayer. In this session, David, we talked with David Condry about Novell Storage Manager. And that was a great conversation. I didn't just learn a lot about it. I was really impressed with the capabilities of Novell Storage Manager. We actually recorded two interviews here with David, one with regards to kind of a basic overview of what Novell Storage Manager does, and then another with an update. And that's a really interesting one for me. Both of these are great interviews, but that technical one's really going to teach people a lot about what they can do with Novell Storage Manager. Let's roll the tape. In the studio, we have David Condry, who's responsible for Novell Storage Manager product. We're going to talk a little bit about the high-level features of Novell Storage Manager. Then we've got another podcast we'll do later that we're going to get into a little bit more detail. David, welcome. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about what you do for Novell. Well, basically, my team, uh, I run the team that is responsible for the engineering effort behind the product. That's Novell Storage Manager? That's right. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's been around for a number of years. It's one of uh, Novell's uh, best-kept secrets, as we'll talk about. We're basically tasked with automating a lot of the management tasks that uh, administrators, uh, network administrators, storage administrators have been charged with doing by hand for years and years. We uh, implement a policy engine that allows them to take the things that they've been trying to do for years and years on a consistent basis, put those into policies within the directory services infrastructure, and then we automatically apply those policies to storage that is uh, defined to the network. So the immediately obvious thing is, at home I have four terabytes at least of storage. Is it all about capacity management? Well, it's about a number of things. If you look at a life cycle, as you apply a life cycle to storage, it has everything to do with how the storage is provisioned, where it's provisioned, the ability to load balance the storage in terms of placement, in terms of access, setting the right quotas, pre-populating with the right files and subdirectories, if you wish, and really maintaining that piece of storage for that either individual or that uh, working group throughout the life cycle of that object. And then when that user goes away, we our group goes away, we, we kind of complete the life cycle and um, we're able to vault that storage, apply grooming rules to it, assign that to the manager. Anything that you might think applicable in a real world scenario, uh, our policies really adhere to and, and enable. Okay, speaking of real world scenarios, you got to give me a real example of what does this really do? How do? Because I know you guys have done killer stuff in like universities and things like that. Right. Can you just kind of explain to me in plain terms yeah, what I mean, it is you do? Our customer base crosses all vertical markets from education to that you mentioned to manufacturing, banking, healthcare, state and local government. Our customer base is anything from a small school district to a large multinational conglomerate manufacturing organization. Okay. So the way that 
those individuals in those organizations manage storage is really dictated by the business processes or the organizational processes of those organizations. So I can give you examples that are reflective of those different vertical markets. Probably the one that everyone's familiar with, because not everyone has experience in all vertical markets. Education is a good example because most everyone's been to school at one point or another in their life, right? I hope. We think that having the ability to provision storage along a life cycle for the life of a student, let's say it's in a K-12 through organization, we have school districts out there that use it to provision electronic portfolios for students. As the student moves through their educational career, we're able to keep that storage with that user for the life of that user. Let's say we, they have a set of files and things they've accumulated as part of their junior high school or middle school work. When they graduate on to the high school or they move, uh, we'll see that as an event. We'll actually move their data from the storage at the middle school to the storage at the high school. If in the school district they transfer to another part of the district or actually transfer schools, we'll provision the storage appropriately and move their files and keep their files with them. Another aspect of it along the collaborative front is building virtual classroom storage. There's the ability to build policy-controlled lifecycle-based storage for a set of people like a class so that you can create a virtual classroom where it builds an infrastructure so they can post assignments and then each individual in the class can turn in homework and have reviewed work pulled back to them with individual rights assigned. So we have individual folders within that virtual classroom. So it mirrors the home directory management might mirror a virtual locker system. If you're familiar with how you use a locker when you're in school and then within a uh, class, you have a desk and you have a working environment there with a set of people. So just uh, being able to follow the provisioning process that you might have flowing out of the student information system through IDM, we can create and assign those storage infrastructures and manage them for the life of the class and the individual user. You could take that same construct and apply it in a more commercial setting if you just adhere to the paradigm but change the players a little bit. Instead of teachers and students, you have managers and team members or workers within a more traditional commercial organization. That same model follows. Sure. So now I've got a quick question on that. When we started this conversation, you know, Dave made the joke about having four terabytes at home, which really isn't a joke. Right. You know, m most of us have four terabytes spread over multiple drives, multiple computers and everything. In your and, pocket. Yeah. And as soon as you started to talk about students, one of the first things that hit my mind was, okay, so you've got a student that, you know, their life cycle is anywhere in between uh, four to maybe six years in a school or a class of schools. Mm -hmm. um, storage, you know, if I go back four years ago saying the word four terabytes at home would have just blown my mind. Right. So you've got a student who comes in as maybe a freshman in high school and 500 megs was a ton of space for them. Right. But now all of a sudden, four years later, we laugh at 500 mm -hmm. uh, megs of drive space because right. it's absolutely nothing. So how do you handle this exponential growth that's going on with uh, storage needs? Well, it's really a product of the type of data that they're putting in there. We'll stick with the paradigm of the middle school, high school thing. I have a daughter or three daughters that are in that realm right now. So they're creating PowerPoint documents, you know, obviously reports, Word documents. And then, you know, I have a daughter that's in a web design class. So that's not just one document. It's a set of documents that interact with each other. An entire directory structure. Yes, yes. And so it's not just about files. It's about storage that contains interactions within the file system itself in many cases. Part of this 
challenge for storage administrators out there is answering the question that, that you just posed. And being able to do that in a large environment is central to what we do. If you think about how you use storage, how you structure storage as an administrator, it really becomes a lot like a bank. Let's say that you have money in a bank and you're there with uh, maybe a million other people that have money in the same bank. You're kind of banking on the fact, if you'll pardon the pun, everyone is not going to show up down at the local branch and ask for all their money. Sure. (laughs) But that is an option. That's a service that you provide to your customers. You are really overcommitted on what you're going to provide to your customers, but yet it still works. So Google doesn't have five gigs of drive space allocated specifically to me? Probably not. I would hope not. Otherwise, they're wasting money on disk space and cooling and everything else that goes into managing a storage infrastructure. What you're talking about is commitment levels and managing those commitment levels in a large and dynamic organization. Part of our lifecycle management is quota management and being able to balance storage across a storage infrastructure, across multiple storage infrastructures, and be able to pool those resources to be able to make those kinds of commitments to users without actually having the infrastructure to back it, believe it or not. Excellent. So my home directory doesn't necessarily reside on a single drive at that point, does Absolutely it? Absolutely not. I don't, to, to me, it appears that way as the end user, but you're really just looking at storage as a pool, yes. right? And just available and resources. When you tie in other Novell technologies like dynamic storage technology that allows oh. you to create tiered storage scenarios that are invisible to the user, but vital to the kinds of structural control that I just described, then it really becomes a power play for the organization, the networking environment. I mean, the reason we created these environments was to help people do their jobs better and work together better. One of the things that we really want to do is empower people to really be able to deliver on that wish. So if I could summarize, Novell Storage Manager is a set of tools that gives an administrator a way to cope with the exponential growth of storage. Yeah, that's right. If there's one slide in our presentation that kind of characterizes storage manager, it's the ability to get the policies out of the email system or off the bulletin board and get them in the directory. Point your directory services at your storage subsystem and forget about it. So I no longer have to have that go read the manual if you want to know how to set up the next user. Right, because when the user's created, we see that as an event, and based on that user's role in the organization, we determine how and where to provision that user's storage and how it should behave and be managed throughout the life cycle. That's really just a classic Novell mantra there. The whole thing about teach the rules to the system Teach them to it once and let the system run with it and handle it and only worry about weird exceptions. Right. And then you get the human out of there where it's fine for Bob to take a vacation. Because if you have two people trying to to enact policies, they'll be interpreting the rules in different ways, having different ideas about what should be going on. If the rules are even written down. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. David Condry, thank you so much for joining us and talking about Novell Storage Manager. Oh, it's been my pleasure. There you have it, a great introduction to Novell Storage Manager. Check out our other interview for more detail about Novell Storage Manager 2.5. Thanks for listening to Novell Open Audio.
Remember that Novell Open Audio is brought to you by Novell Users International, as well as Novell Incorporated. Most of our content is directed by our listener community. So please send us your feedback by email at openaudio at novell.com or by leaving comments on our website at novell.com slash openaudio. That's it for this time. Have a good one.